What up, what up, what up, my Goal Link Show peeps, my people, what up? My name is Ben Harris. I am the founder of Goal Link, a goal setting community sharing weekly challenges. These challenges and the journey are inspired by brands to bring you new ways to develop and improve yourself. You can kick back and watch me take on these exciting and uncomfortable challenges, or you can join me. I challenge every listener to complete these weekly goals. Catch the content on Instagram or Facebook at GoLink Group. The GoLink Show, this podcast, recounts experiences from the achievers of the world, but not just the success. We delve into the challenges and the struggle that we all face. How do we find the will to push through? What role do motivation, discipline, and failure play in our lives? Let's talk about the process and not just the result. We discuss this and much more on the show. Thanks for tuning in. This week, we have my friend Casey. He's a medical student going through the grind, and we get to talk to him about his life and how he got to this point. From a newlywed living in fear to living confidently, we talk about why he lost his confidence and how he got it back, how daily and weekly goals add value to his life. And we even talk about a story of approaching a potential mentor and getting shut down how he responded to the doubt, and why it fueled his passion even more. And in a moment of intense fear and being overwhelmed, why writing a list of to-dos helped ease his mind and put him in a focused state. We delve into his morning routine and why he does it every day, and I mean it that he does it every single day. The benefits of working in the door-to-door sales industry, getting absolutely owned in an organic chemistry test, and how he responded to that challenge, We get his thoughts from being a medical student and how the mind and spirit can heal the body and why sleep is important. That was a lot, but we talk about a lot, so stay tuned. Let's get into it. All right, so Casey and I first talked a few months ago when I was initially getting feedback, not necessarily about goaling, but I was asking people about how they set goals, and I was wondering how many people actually set weekly goals or use accountability partners or how specific do they get with their goals and I texted Casey and he responded with an answer that blew me away and we'll get into how he first found that out but we're going to first jump into the mind space and the mindset and the place in life he was at before that all happened so Casey tell us just a few years ago kind of what was the situation you were in I remember you told me that you were living in fear which is pretty pretty powerful. Like, how'd you get in that space? Well, so, you know, I got married, um, you know, it's obviously a big life change and, um, I didn't really have a plan as far as what did I want, what I wanted to do with my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember just, you know, I was in school, you know, I had a job just, you know, normal grind like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I just remember like looking around, like, you know, seeing these guys who were in their forties, fifties with their families. And I'm, you know, it just, I, you know, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I, you know, I had a wife to take care of. I mm-hmm. had, you know, but I, I always felt like I wanted to do something great with my life, but I just didn't really have a plan of what I wanted to do. And like you mm-hmm. said, I was just kind of fearful of the future because I had no plan because you had no plan. And you're looking at these dudes who are twice your age, which would make sense. Like if you have no plan, of course, like I would be fearful, right? Like, and I've felt those moments as well. And especially being newly married, you're not just taking care of yourself anymore, right? Right. You have a wife and a future, you know, future children to take care of. So 
what was a moment? What was the moment of inspiration? Like how, what was the first instance of you starting to get out of that? Well, so, I mean, I, you know, I, like anyone does, I started reading books. I started, you know, listening to podcasts, you know, looking up stuff on YouTube, just, you know, trying to find, get my confidence back essentially. And, um, you know, stumbled across some of Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just talking about like, you know, I, the first thing that kind of jumped out to me was just their confidence Hmm. and like, they just wanted to destroy life, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then, and that's, you know, I started setting goals. I started figuring out what I wanted to do and, you know, my confidence just, you know, that I could do whatever I wanted essentially, you know, I'd Mm -hmm. grown up playing sports and, you know, that's a big, you know, source of your confidence. You're working out, you're, um, competing, that kind of stuff. And I wasn't doing that anymore. Although I played, you know, a year of college basketball after that, you know, it was kind of like, you know, now what? And I just think my confidence that I could do whatever I wanted, just, you know, as soon as I started, you know, setting goals, you know, listening to guys that had mm-hmm. been super successful, that kind of just, you know, lit the fire in me. Yeah, that's rad. How or why did you think you lost confidence? Because, like, we played high school football together, and, like, you were, I mean, of course, high school kids were probably not super in tune, like, hmm, I think my friend's insecure or <laughs> fearful, you know, right? But right. It, how did you lose the confidence if you did lose it? Um, I think a big part of it was, you know, like, like you said, like I said, I, you know, played a year of college basketball. It was like, I was always competing. I had people pushing me. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, there's, you know, you're essentially by yourself, Mm. you know, without a team, without kind of a direction. And that makes sense. So you had the support and the system of here, Casey, here's what you do. You come to practice at this time. And you need to work out at this time and eat this way. And you didn't have that anymore. Right. And so you had to to decide for yourself. That's interesting. Um, And these guys like Tony Robbins and Grant, like I think a lot of people, including myself, like, yeah, it's inspirational. But in the first episode, our friend Thomas said motivation is crap. Right. And it's so easy. It could have been so easy for you to just hear it and not take any action so like how would you take action was it just a small goal like why do you really decide to okay these guys are confident and it's easy to compare yourself to someone Mm -hmm. who's double your age and has already put in that work so why did you feel like i can do this too well you know a big part of it was yeah you know i'd heard that like you know motivation only can do so much um and a big thing for me was I, i can't remember what podcast i was listening to but it was basically you know, talking about just finding your passion in life, mm-hmm. um, something that you care about. And so, you know, and so for me, you know, like I said, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to be passionate about what I do. Um, yeah, that's rad. And was it, do you remember some of the first small goals you set that um, really took you and just started giving you momentum? Yeah. I mean, I first, I mean, f- you know, first it was, I had a goal, like, you know, I'd been in college two years Mm -hmm. and I still hadn't declared a major. I was like, I got to figure out. So that was the first thing I was like, I got to find out Mm -hmm. what I'm going to do when I'm going to graduate, what I want to go into. And so it was, I remember I went and talked to, you know, the pre-med advisor just because, you know, my dad's a physical therapist. I'd always kind of been interested in that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, that was, I remember that was the first thing I was like, I got to figure out what I'm going to major in and kind of go from there. 
So how'd you figure that out? You just started messing around with different. Yeah, I mean pre-med, right? Yeah. So now you're in medical school. Do you know what specific field you want to go into yet? No, not yet. So future goal, figure out what fields we're going into. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So we mentioned that you're in med school now. There was a moment, if you can tell us about this moment of when you approach someone for mentorship of who was, you know, who's a successful doctor in the, or in medicine, what was the experience that happened when you approached that person? Yeah. So, you know, I approached him, you know, obviously not having any family members or anyone mm-hmm. that I was close to that was in the, you know, medical profession. And, you know, I just, I reached out trying to get some, you know, insight, trying to find a mentor to kind of, you know, guide me through the process. And, um, you know, I met with him and, for the most part it was kind of a negative experience you know he's just felt like he you know felt like in so many words you know it felt like he was saying like you know you're not really good you're not really cut out for this Mm -hmm. you're not smart enough or yeah right and why do you think he had that perception um yeah I think if you were to ask anyone you know 10 years ago if you Mm -hmm. saw me being a doctor I think (laughs) you know they'd say no but like why like that's the interesting thing is like you had good grades in school, right? Right. And like, again, good grades doesn't equate to like immediate success, but that's just one indicator we look at. So I just wonder why that's so interesting. But this person, you know, that you look up to that you're seeking for advice essentially says, sorry, bro, you're not cut out for this. Exactly. Which is disheartening to the fullest. And I assume emotions of like anger or frustration were immediate, but how did you respond to that? Like, you know, instead of just, like dwelling on that and believing that person, what did you do to come out of that and respond? Yeah. I mean, I remember, you know, leaving that meeting I had him and I'm like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> yeah. And you know, it, it was something I had already decided I wanted to do, but just, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, you love to hear that you can't do something and that only motivates you more. And so it does, dude. I actually like hearing it. Yeah. It's weird. Like for even failures, even myself, like I still get pissed off when I I get turned down or denial or rejected, but it only like fuels me that much more. I'm like, oh yeah, like if yeah. I would just got success every time, I don't know if I would be like trying as hard. Right. Yeah, it's it's interesting how it works that way. Um. So tell us about your morning routine. Did you read the Miracle Morning? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember it. that. So if for people who don't know about the Miracle Morning, tell us what it is. So basically, he just talks about you know, a morning routine, waking up early, a few things you can do to kind of just get your mind right for the day so that you Mm -hmm. can go out and do the things you want to do and accomplish the goals you want to do. And big thing for me was, um, every morning being able to like write down what I'm going to do that day. Um, and you know, it's funny. I had an experience while I was, um, you know, applying to medical school, my wife got pregnant, um, something that we weren't exactly planning on. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just, you know, it, it came down to, we, you know, we had our, our kid and, um, he ended up spending some time in the NICU with a little bit of a heart issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, here I am, I have, I had like a physics final and a biochemistry final the, Jeez. you know, the Friday after he was born, I was trying to study yeah. for the MCAT, you know, my wife, you know, had an emergency C-section, you know, so she obviously Jeez. wasn't in any, you know, condition mm-hmm. to be, um, you know, doing a lot around, you know, around the house, taking care of the kid. And so. 
it was, you know, it was that time where I'm like, just, you know, I'm stressed out, had no to clue. the max, yeah. man. Um, and just seeing, you know, these, you know, although we had health insurance, but just seeing these bills rack up, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, I remember like I couldn't sleep. It was like, you know, four or five in the morning and I just started to write down, like, I need to get this done. Like, you know, just making these lists and it just, you know, like I said, you know, it comes, that fear comes back of like, you know, I'm not in control of my mm-hmm. life, you know? And so I just remember sitting down, writing down all the things I needed to do that day, hour by hour, just to maximize huh. my time. And, you know, and I've done that ever since where I, it's, you know, I wake up, it's, what do I have to do? Um, you know, and I just think it gets my mind right. You know, it's, it's easy, it's easy to get things lost throughout the day if you're not mm-hmm. writing down, focusing on it. So, so did you read the book before you had your first? Yeah. Thing? So I, I, I'd read it before okay. and I, you know, he, you know, talks about, you know, waking up early and it's funny. He's like, the more you wake up early, the more excited you get to wake up early. And it is true. It is weird. It, I yeah. never thought I'd be excited to wake up at five, but I am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, he just talks about, you know, writing in your journal, exercising, meditating, just doing those mm-hmm. things that, you know, set your day up. Right. So what's a typical morning look like for you? Um, I usually wake up, you know, about seven o'clock. Um, you know, I shower and I go right to school. Um, and that's where I sit down. Mm. Um, that's where I do, you know, my typical thing is I look down at my day. I see what I have to do, what I want to do. I write down my goals for the day. Um, you know, I get a little spiritual time in while I'm in the library. I write down, Mm um, usually I write down, you know, just three things I'm grateful for. It was something that I picked up, you know, about a year ago, just that's cool. That's cool. You do that at school. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Because for me, I do it at home, but it makes sense. Like if you're going into a place <clears throat> where you're going to be focused, I like that. Yeah, you're creating the environment. Um, like how many like goals do you write down per day of like, okay, I need to do X or I need to study X hours or. Um, yeah. So usually I just do, you know, I kind of break it down into three things, you know, for the day it's, you know, first is what, do I need to cover like what subjects do I need to master? Is there something from yesterday that I didn't understand all Mm -hmm. the way? And so it's like, I write down, you know, I kind of have things I need to accomplish for school that day. Um, then I have my exercise goal and then usually it's, you know, one other thing kind of related to school, but you know, Hey, reach out to this professor, you know, apply to this Mm -hmm. leadership position or, you know, find a research gig for the summer, whatever. And how many days out of the week do you actually, like, do you do this every day? Every day, yeah. When was the last time you didn't do it? Last time I didn't do it. Can you even remember? Like, um, there's some it? there's some Saturdays where I won't do it. Okay. Like, if I don't <laughs> have a test that yeah, yeah. that Monday, I usually won't study a ton on Saturday. So there's some Saturdays I won't do it. Yeah. Okay. So I was thinking weekdays, but even so, even Sundays you do it. So yeah. So Sundays is my time where I kind of get the big picture for my week. Mm-hmm. I write down kind of the big things that are going on. Um, That's dope. And you mentioned used to be living in fear and you mentioned now you're living in control and i assume if you can expand on this because you are owning your day and if you own your day you can own your life is that kind of like how you look at it yeah i mean you know it's it's hard to look down the road in 20 years you know but if you're yeah i mean at least for me it's like every day i'm just gonna work hard Mm -hmm. and you know i'm not i'm not worried about what might happen because you know it's just given me confidence throughout the years to be able to sit down 
write out what I'm going to do and then do it. Yeah. And I think everybody, if the people listening aren't already having a morning routine or setting daily or weekly goals, it, it sounds like ideal, but really just focus on the day, focus on the week, set realistic things and plan it out. And you told that awesome story of feeling overwhelmed. I can't even imagine that myself personally and just planning it out of, okay, I need to do this and this. Like, did you immediately feel, I guess, a sense of peace after that? Because you could see it's more accomplishable. Like you could accomplish it. Yeah, definitely. Hmm, Okay. And before sit or before, um, medical school you were in the realm of the classic door-to-door sales <laughs> and i know most people there's a stigma of um you know the classic people who work in this industry and i would actually like for you to talk about all the good things that it that it taught you yeah so actually you know you know going back a little bit when my wife and i first got married you know you're in love you don't really think about anything else and <laughs> I remember we're, we're married and it's, you know, May 17th. And I'm like, I don't, I really don't have that much money. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And, uh, so I went out, you, like you said, I did, you know, the door to door sales and, you know, for as much as there are, you know, bad, you know, stigmas out there, it was honestly mm-hmm. like a life changing experience. Um, you know, going into, you know, we, we drive out to, um, Mississippi and you know it's like hey you're gonna sell you know some alarms and And in the summer (laughs) it's just humid and hot yeah and it's something I'd never done before I mean I you know obviously been a LDS missionary um but you know just knocking on people's doors striking up conversations with you know the most random people and (laughs) you know trying to get them to you know buy an alarm and it was honestly a life-changing experience you're around people that are super goal-oriented super competitive and so you know every day we have meetings it's like hey you you know what are your top three goals like doing a lot of role play it's like it's honestly one of the best experiences because every day you're doing the exact same thing and you can just see the results when you're actually like making goals and um you know for me it was you know I'm super motivated I have no money I'm newly married and it was like I gotta go bust my butt and um you know a big part of it is setting goals and you know, they talk a lot about doing the things you need to do to reach your goals. So yeah. for me, it was an awesome experience. That's rad. And for goal setting, since you've been doing this morning routine and weekly routine and other, you know, reviews of your life, can you, like, what do you remember being, it could be recent or in the past, of something you remember being a really cool, like looking back at the progress you've made and seeing something that just blew your mind of, wow, I set this goal, right? And now it's it's much bigger than it used to be. Like, does that make sense of what, looking at the past, what is the coolest thing that you've seen progression in your life? Well, I think for, you know, it, it's funny, you know, looking back when I decided I wanted to go to medical school, you know, obviously I'd taken a few, of you know, like introductory chemistry and biology Mm -hmm. classes, whatever. And I remember, you know, just taking my organic chemistry, um, my first organic chemistry test and didn't go as well as, yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) I was like, wow, this, you know, it, it, it was as difficult as advertised, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember just sitting down and I'm like, Hey, what do I need to do to get an A in this class? Mm. Um, and I remember just every day it was like, Hey, I'm going to spend two hours a day, no matter what, studying organic chemistry 
Hmm. And it was like, you know, you, you know, you have to lecture three times a week or whatever. And so, you know, I was just studying the days that I had lecture and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to take two hours every day and, and study it. And I, and, you know, obviously I ended up doing well in the class and then that, you know, you, there's, you know, two classes you got to take and I got, ended up getting A's in both of them. Then I was a, you know, teacher assistant for the mm-hmm. OCHEM too. And so that's awesome, dude. Yeah. And so, you know, I'd never struggled in any class before, you know, was, stuff came pretty easy for me, but mm-hmm. you know, that class, that first test, I think I got like a 68 or something like, and yeah. I never scored that low in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, just, I just remember like, Hey, what do I got to do? And then, and then I ended up, it's my favorite undergrad class I ever took. Dude, that's sweet. And why is it like, why is this all, why is all this hard work worth it to you? Like, what is your passion? Like, cause it's so easy just to say, Oh, I got a 68. I'm not cut out for it. Right. Even though yeah. it's just one time, like where do you find the will and why is it worth it to you? Um, you know, at least the, the, the medicine side of it, I, it was something that I realized that I was passionate about and like, I think more than anything, I just wanted that knowledge that was out there, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, at, at least in that sense, it's just something that I am passionate about. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, and, you know, it, I think it, it's a culmination of all my experiences in, in life, you know, growing up playing sports, um, you know, you kind of get this fulfillment out of, you know, what you're doing and you kind of, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that you develop that drive and, I don't, at least for me, it's, you know, I, I don't want to fail. No one likes to fail. And, you know, you don't want to look back on your life and think, wow, I got my, you know, butt kicked by this. It's like, you know, I want to, so. You want to own it, dude. Exactly. Okay. I want to know your opinion. And I know you're a student. We're always students, (laughs) students of the game. But I want to know your thoughts on like how thoughts and consciousness can heal the body or heal the mind or even form your body and just because I'm curious of like like medicine of course is important and it has its place and there's a growing interest right now of what the mind and consciousness can do without medicine so first what is your opinion on that well I think you know what's funny you know I'm only you know halfway through my first Mm -hmm. um, year of school but it's just so funny to see for as much as we think we know, there's just a million times more that we don't know. That's true, dude. Um, and so for sure, I mean, I think, you know, your body, your mind, spirit's a unit, right? You know, mm-hmm. your body and your mind aren't separate. You know, they're connected for sure. And I think, um, I mean, I think any person that's, you know, has an open mind, I think for, you know, for sure there's, you know, the power of the mind is huge. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like, how can you say that, uh, you know, your, your will to be successful in life can't translate to, you know, your will to, you know, have a healthy body. Mm, that's a um, good point. You know, obviously there's things you need to do, right? What you're eating, what you're, you know, mm-hmm. exercise, but you know, it's, it's funny. People talk about, you know, you, you put your mind to anything you can accomplish it, right? Well, why is that just limited to, huh? I like know? that. Like you can be successful in business or your job if you put your mind to it but why can't you do that with anything else? Right. I've never heard it, heard it put that way. I like that. Like, why be like, what are the limitations? Right. Um, being, you know, just, you're only halfway through your, through med school right now, or the, in the first two years, what is something that you've seen or learned of just something simple based on health 
that everyone should be doing. Like you said, okay, exercise and eat. And it could be that simple, like an eat well, it could be that simple. But what's something that you've seen that's could be like preventative of just take care of your body? Obviously my, I don't have, you know, any clinical experience as a doctor, but um, you know, just personally my own life and like, you know, my classmates is a huge thing is like sleep. Hmm. Like, you know, you go a week or two sleeping, you know, four or five hours a night, you're going to feel like crap. You're going to look like crap. And I mean, there's just, (laughs) you know, your, your blood sugar, there's all these things that go haywire when you don't get enough sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I, and I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a huge thing that I think it's overlooked quite a bit. Cause you know, there's all that focus on exercising, eating, Mm -hmm. right. But I think, you know, what's, yeah, I think sleep is huge. And all my friends would say that I, like I'm the one who always falls asleep, you know, like if it's past 1030, see you guys, I'm falling asleep on the couch. But what's another like medical thing besides just, Hey, get your eight hours of sleep. And then everyone's different. Right. But besides blood sugar, what's something that can go haywire or what does lack of sleep affect? I mean, it affects your brain, mm-hmm. you know, your, your ability to learn new things. Um, you know, you, you try studying for a test with, you know, three, four hours of sleep. It's, way different than if you're you know it's true it's, and it's interesting last week i actually documented you complimented my moleskin, moleskin journals over <laughs> here and i will i can show you i documented how many hours of sleep i got and then i rated how well like a scale of one to ten how like good i felt in the morning and it's interesting that like of course there's other things like diet like what i ate the night before but and like I really did notice and like getting a good night's sleep and I think it's going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time like I really did notice going to bed between 9 and 10 then waking up at 5 like instead of going to bed at eleven thirty, I consistently felt like a 9 or 10 you mentioned earlier about being excited to wake up I really was excited like yo let's crush this day man yeah you're a med student and I'm curious I've always wondered okay, these med students are, you know, they're putting in the grind, they're putting in this work. And I think we, like, it's it's, gla- it's still glamorous, though. To a lot of people who don't go through it, I think they think, oh, they're being a doctor. Like, they're going to be rich and all this fun <laughs> stuff. But, like, what does the financial situation look like right, right now? How, like, what's the day-to-day to really give people a, a perspective of the work you're putting in for this future career? Like, what's the day-to-day look like? So, yeah, I mean, I mean, first of all, it's, you don't have time to have a job. Right. And Mm so, you know, my wife obviously works a little bit, but a lot of, you know, we're paying for school through loans, you know, which Mm -hmm. is stressful, even, you know, just thinking about it now. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I can't speak to anyone else's experience, you know, with it, but it's, you know, like I'm in school, you know, I'm, you know, you have to study and read for, you know, usually I'm there from seven to five every day and, and that's all you do. And that's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, there's some days where it's just like, wow, it's, you know, it's only two thirty. like, uh, yeah. So, so, I mean, it definitely problems to you because that does not sound like fun to me, but you found something that you're passionate about and even something that you love and you're, you can see where it's getting you. It's still freaking work, man. Yeah. Like just straight up reading. Good for you, dude. <laughs> Um, so we're, we've come to the segment where I call scroll my soul (laughs) and it's where I leave notes in my phone of things I've learned or been inspired by. I've heard someone talk about 
from what I've read, etc. And we randomly scroll through, and then I ask you to, to like how it resonates with your. What do you think of this specific moment that I had? And today it's for you. It's um, going one for five is better than going zero for zero. Meaning, if you only win one out of five games, is better than zero for zero. Like, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, how does that resonate with you, being a sports guy? <laughs> shoot or shoot, <laughs> shoot or shoot. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think. Yeah, I mean, I what I, I remember, you know, you talking about. I can't remember if it was the first podcast you did, but talking about consistency, and I think you mentioned your bank account where, you know, you add a few extra bucks a month or whatever, mm-hmm. and the long-term payoff is, you know, is huge. It's, way, it's a huge difference. Um, and I think, and I think for me, that's. I think it just comes down to consistency, right? You're going one for f- one for five, right? No one's going to say that's, <laughs> you know, that's something to hang your hat on. But the fact that you're out there doing it, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think is huge. You know, you can, you know, you have one bad day where you don't set any goals and you don't accomplish any goals, is way worse than if you set five and you only accomplish one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, there's all these people out there who are, you know, billionaires or who are professional athletes, and and I think you know, what, what kind of separates them is consistency, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I can, there's an NBA guy that can go one for 10 from three, Mm -hmm. um, you know, terrible shooter, right? Or Mm -hmm. you can go 10 for 10, Mm -hmm. right? But what makes people great is consistency, right? Mm -hmm. Steph Curry's not good because he made, you know, 10 threes in a game. It's because he, you know, every single night in and night out. Um, yeah, it's not just the one game. It's his consistency of performance. Right. Yeah, I like that. And for me, it's, yeah, you can look at it, how many shots you're taking, whether it's basketball, football, or even your win record. Or like To me, it's zero for zero. You're not even giving your shot. Right. Literally, right? You're, <laughs> not even, you're not giving yourself a shot at winning or scoring. Like, don't be afraid. Like, going one for five is better than zero for zero. Yeah. Like, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. All right, my man. Well, what last wisdom do you have to share with us? Like, ooh, I like this. I just, I was inspired. What advice would you give to, like, your son when he's 18, 20, 25? Like, what's just, like, one piece of advice that you would give that was just, like, golden nugget? I think, you know, it's funny. I actually think about that quite a bit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, as I have a kid, like, what, you know, what am I going to teach him? <laughs> um, yeah. But... You know, if I had, if I were to give them one piece of advice, find what you're passionate about. You know, mm-hmm. obviously it's cliche, but you know, I was there. Like, I had no idea what I want to do. I, you know, I had tons of different interests, but um, I would just say find what you're passionate about and then just go for it. You mm-hmm. know, I think if you too, you know, you're mm-hmm. you've done a lot of different things. You know, with your you know music and with mm-hmm. you know this that you're starting up. It's like you're not afraid to follow what you want to do. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter what people think. It's just you're passionate about you want to do it just go do it yeah just freaking do it man okay cool well casey thank you so much um i appreciate your for you're up in utah um for thanksgiving and i know it it just snowed so i know you don't miss it um compared to being in arizona but for (laughs) real thanks for spending the time with me um you know when you have limited time with your family and friends so thank you sir for being on this i really appreciate it yeah thanks for having me adios Thank you all for tuning in this week. This week's challenge is inspired by ultra running. Run or walk every day and embrace the space. 
You decide whether it's one, two, or 10 miles, but there's no way to start the new year like a cardiovascular challenge. Whatever the appropriate distance is for you, do it. Just make sure it's a push and get out of your comfort zone. And trust me, running sucks. I hate running, but that's why we need to do it because it's a challenge. So let's start off the new year with a bang. And there are a few ways you can report back once you complete the challenge. I want to hear from you guys. Let me know how these challenges are going. Push yourself to do it every week and do something new. You can post on Facebook or Instagram using hashtag GoalLinkChallenge. You can comment on this episode-specific post on Facebook or Instagram. You can send us a private message or use the GoalLink hotline. To use the hotline, call 385-626-0525 and follow the instructions. Thank you all for listening. Let's make it an amazing new year. My name is Ben. This has been The Golink Show.